Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. So welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Uh, today, my guest is Jay Canada. Uh, clearly a friend of mine, but also been a client for a long time, and that's an honor to have him with us. He is uh, Vice President of Safety and HR for the Pine Bluff, Sand and Gravel, McGeorge Contracting Companies. Uh, again, we've worked together for seven or eight years now, probably, so going to talk a lot about culture because his companies get it. We talk about companies that get it and companies that don't get it, and his do, and Jay's a big part of that. So with that, just a quick little introduction, Jay, your story and how you got to where you are today. Thank you, John. That uh, Boy, that sounded like a fancy title and uh, very complimentary. So I don't know that I can uh, live up to all of that. But however, uh, the, the part about uh, a, a friend is absolutely true. Uh, thank you for the role that you have played in the past um, 11 years, 11 years that we've known each other and You've contributed in various and ways to our organization, all of our different entities. So thank you for that. We've definitely got to know each other, and I think it's been it's been beneficial for sure for Pine Bluff, Santa Gravel, McGeorge Contracting, and all of our group of companies. And hopefully, it's been a, a good journey for for you uh, as well, you and your team now. Um, so yeah, we. Um, you know, the, our group of companies, our oldest entity is over 100 years old, having, having started in 1913. So being in Arkansas, being in Arkansas with, with just, you know, 500-plus people in central Arkansas and beyond those borders, um, you know, the company and the companies and our owners have been around uh, a long time doing contracting and 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 quarrying have aggregates uh, just uh, infrastructure blocking and tackling all the stuff that you know it was it was really um, it was uh, very sensational to talk about essential workers you know here in 20 when people were staying home and doing all those things and we looked around and that's what all of us were were essential workers we were either doing some type of construction or some type of highway work or some type of uh, making uh, you know rock or stone or sand or something that that everybody really needed. So uh, it really it really um, it's an interesting and wonderful place to work. We have uh, owners that are dedicated to uh, primarily to safety, to their people, to their teams. You know, we like to talk about over the years. You know, so many things have changed. You know, when you think about. Um, our business, uh, you know, going from steam to, you know, various things and, you know, rivets to, you know, uh, you know, red iron and welding. And so it's just so many different things have changed. But the thing that has been constant is that it involves people. It involves people um, with the with the skills and people with the right tools, even though they've evolved. And then with the now we talk a lot about the mindset and, you know, is uh, how do we go about our business every day and how do we show up? How do we uh, engage each other and respect each other? And 
a big part of that has been our safety journey, and I think that has been that has been the foundation for this company and for their for for all of the members, all of the team members who show up every day and go to work, and and all of our leaders. Our primary focus is safety, providing for the essential needs of our team members and their families, stress of trying to get work done or trying to get from point A to point B and, and all of our lives, not just work, um, tends to have us throw to, to the side. So we've got a good catch program that we're very fond of that we've been doing since we started We, we started that journey in 2009 and, uh, and it has gone through several uh, evolutions and changes and it's stronger than it's ever been and we harvest a lot of ideas from a lot of different people who are who are talking about their work uh, their workplace conditions their workplace processes and then any other people contractors or whatever that are that are in their work area and uh, we've got a process where they can be heard those ideas can be elevated they communicate with their supervisors they communicate with uh, with each other and uh, it's it's really amazing that at this time of the year we're sitting here in November of 2022 we uh, this is where we we're kind of completing looking at the whole year of good catches and so it's uh, so it's very fresh on my mind and all of our owners and all of our team members we just last week completed uh, most of the celebrations of where we are and all the things that we've done and you know we go around and have meetings every six months and talk about culture talk about good catch so with that jay because i've i've been around a lot of your people and even someone that's a you know new deckhand on a vessel somewhere who's been there for two months knows about the good catch program speaks highly of it so it starts with safety but what i've seen maybe help our listeners understand because you just talked about culture meetings where the owners are involved, and that's another difference. Like they are heavily involved in culture, the owners themselves. But how beyond safety, what have you seen in terms of leadership, communication, all these other parts of day-to-day culture? Because, and I'm going to get here, I talked to a lot of companies, people in the last two years have been freaking out about there's no good people out there, they're losing people left and right. But your companies generally, I feel, have been immune to that. And not that there's not some challenges, but what's what's different about your culture, you know, again, starting from the foundation of safety that, that, that causes you to be in a different position in terms of attracting and retaining star employees? Well, I, that's a, boy, that's a, there was a lot to that question. Uh, but I do, I do believe that trust is the foundation. Um, and I, I, I think that we, every, every, Thing, every component of how we tr- try to go about benefits, how we try to go about compensation, how we try to go about um, culture meetings and engagement with our team and structuring um, leadership and, and, and training and, and just and safety, everything is built on a foundation of trust. That is the number one thing that we try to account for when we make a decision. If we're going to make a benefit addition or change, then we we think about how will that be perceived and will this be, and and the same with compensation. If we're going to make a a, a compensation addition or change, if we're going to uh, talk about safety, if we're going to, we have a lot of things that we do for our team members, and I like to refer to it when you talk about retention and you reference attracting. Uh, 
attracting, recruiting, retaining quality people that fit as a group, uh, that's a challenge. And everybody will talk about all the issues, and you can talk about, um, you know, when, when and why people leave and how long they've been here and that type of thing. What we see as a group of companies, if we can get somebody in and they work a cycle, meaning they see our focus on safety, they see our focus on the various benefits that we have, not to get off into that too, um, off into that just with a lot of specificity, but just if if people are around for about a year to to a year and a half and they see all of the different components to our package, to being a team member, to then we really don't lose those folks. It's very rare that we lose those folks. Now we'll lose people, you know, there are a lot of folks that will come in and they don't work very long and something bright and shiny comes along and they haven't even, we haven't, maybe we haven't done a good job and or to, to explain and try to, or maybe we just weren't given enough time to show them all of the different nuances of, of being part of the team. But those folks will lose and, and we'll get another one and we'll lose and we'll get another one. But if we can just keep them around long enough uh, that we can show them um, the entire cycle, the, like I refer to it as a cycle thing. If they can be around for a cycle, then we've got a real good chance of keeping them for a long time. It's interesting you say that because um, we have three daughters and Jenna and I were, talked about this about when, when our daughters were dating people. And she, Jen would always say, you got to go through four seasons with them, like, <laughs> like get through time with them. Because, of course, the first two weeks might be fabulous. And, but you go through even, even four seasons using that terminology, ups and downs and holidays and difficult times. And all of a sudden, now you can see in that relationship, is it going to make it? And today, there's always a risk that someone stays for two weeks. And like you said, a bright and shiny thing gets thrown in front of them and they're gone. But I think it's well said that once they've hung around with you guys for a little bit, they've seen through times when you're incredibly high demand, not as high, not as high demand, weather, weather situations that you guys have to deal with, whatever it is, they've seen you guys be consistent. And from the owners on down. And... And I'm just going to tell our listeners one, one thing that's very rare about this company. It doesn't matter who I speak to that works in these companies. They have high regard for the ownership. And, and that's just different because they, they're not around them a lot. But whenever they are, they always say, oh, they're just they're consistent. And they treat us with respect regardless of the level we're at. And it's amazing because people can chase a little extra money now and then or, you know, another week of vacation. But, but you said it. In our society today, there's such a lack of trust. And there's divisiveness. And I think you, you, people that come to work at your company for 40, 50, 60 hours a week really see from the ownership to their supervisor that it is consistent. And I think that's just in my time with you, I've seen that even get you know shored up even more that the way you train leaders and what you expect of people that are supervising others. So there isn't, there isn't a, there's a common theme with everyone that comes to work that doesn't matter who they're going to hang out with. They're going to see the same types of behavior. I, I know that's that's been a big part of what you've seen and what you've witnessed. I think as well. Well, there's no doubt. And and when you when you talk about consistency and and um, and thinking about trust, you know, we're coming. I don't know out of a pandemic. I don't know where we are, but um, it's my first one, so I'm learning every day. But the um, you know, that, that is part of, whether we like it or not, you know, it's part of our culture. You know, your culture, everybody's got a culture. You know, sometimes we 
say, well, you have a safety culture because somebody's doing well. But you have a safety culture even when you're not doing well. I mean, you're, you ever, everywhere there's a group of people, there's a culture. And if it's um, not the one you want, you have an opportunity to affect it and to change it. But um, I, think, I think COVID and the pandemic has had a lot of, um, it's had a lot of opportunity to, to touch culture. And for us, um, I think it's been very positive. Not because we set out and said, you know, we're just going to make the best out of this pandemic. That wasn't the decision. The decision was that we're going to try to manage it with every resource we can muster. We're going to support our families and our team members and their households. And we're going to try to take all the conjecture and the guesswork and the, and the funkiness that they're seeing in the news and try to be a rock of of stability and, and give them some type of something that they can grab onto because um, because there's just that you can you can flip around outside of a safe source of information and just hear anything. So we um, so we decided that we were going to try to manage COVID and not let it manage us as an employer and as a and as a team and for our families and we're still doing that. I mean, our people, it is so funny how we built a lot of credibility and a lot of trust with folks and families and households throughout COVID that is money that, you know, that, that you could look at and go, wow, we've never spent this before. But, and we haven't, but, but it was an investment, I think, whereas maybe we weren't having a culture meeting but we were building our culture through the investment we were making with with the the trying to look at how we're going to respond to this business and how we're going to manage that risk and and help our and assist our our team members so and we're still doing it we're still um uh assisting and and just we're just on a, in a different phase of it now than we were before but it's interesting when you have when you're in a four four generation family of companies and you've got you've got so many they they've been so many places and they've seen so many things when you started in 1913 you know and there's just been so many social and um economic. you know political and economic changes and the landscape is and it's been the worst it's ever been just so many times you know and we've always found a way and so it it really gives people i think a little bit of um it gives us, I know as just a team member, it gives us all a little sense of, you know, we're gonna get through this and we're gonna get through this together and we there's nothing new under the sun and, and we can figure this out. Maybe the, the last thing I would say, I've been using this example with companies lately, but Jen does some mentoring of young ladies at times and I've overheard her have these conversations and and if these young ladies are single, she, she'll ask them, would you like to be married someday? And, and they usually say yes. And she'll say, well, what, do you, what are you looking for in a spouse? And there's a, it's a pretty long list, right? They'll talk about, I want them to you know, be handsome and love, love pets and love kids and be a hard worker and maybe love the Lord and this big long list. And then she always asks the young ladies, are you being the type of woman that will attract a man like that? And it just gets a little quieter in the kitchen sometimes. And that's true for men or whatever. And my point of that story is you will hear some companies say there's not any good people out there. Uh, again, I think your companies wouldn't say that because you're attracting good people. But on the flip side of that discussion, if I, 
if I'm a new employee coming into the workplace, we've got kids that have joined the workplace workforce in the last for three to five years. What would be the things you would tell a person coming into the workforce now if you want to set yourself apart in that two-way street and you want to be the type of person that companies are going to love and hang on to for years? What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it, and I don't want to be uh, negative in any way, but the bar has been set so low yes. that that's pretty easy to do when you think about if you... If you, um, if you do what you say you're going to do, in other words, if you'll show up on time, be where you're asked to be, fulfill the commitments that you've, that you've said, I'm going to do this, I want to accept this position, I'd like to work in this location. If you'll just show up and be on time and be, and be ready to work and be respectful and be open to learning and new ideas and um, accepting of change because, you know, one of our values addresses change and you can't be around if you, you know, if you're a new startup, that's, that's, uh, then change isn't just real important at this moment in time. But when you've been around since 1913, if you haven't changed some, you're not going to be viable. And we all know, uh, you know, companies just don't last a hundred years. That's very rare. And so, uh, if you, but if change, if you're, if you can change and adapt and understand that I don't, uh, I don't have all the answers and there's a reason that I was hired. And if I can fulfill my commitments, be here on time, show up, uh, have some, have a good attitude and show some effort. You're going to be a star. It's just that simple. That company will um you will automatically create value from day one you'll set yourself apart um there's so you know there's so many um times and it doesn't you know we sometimes pick on younger people entering the workforce or younger generations but you know there are 30 40 45 50 year olds that are hopping from job to job yeah. and they've done it for a long time and they can't find some place that they, where they can just fit and get along and and so it has nothing to do with with really um, your generation. It has more to do with um, how do you show up, attitude and effort. And uh, if you'll do that the right way, chances are you're going to find a great place that will value your talents and put you on a good traje trajectory to have a great career, not just a job with opportunities to move up and lead and do whatever it is that you want to do depending on your uh, you know what you desire as a team member yeah you said nothing new under the sun and, and we can have all the new technology and working from home and all these kind of trendy things that are out there right now but it still comes down to attitude and being open to change and re being respectful and I always tell folks in our sessions, if, if, if any of our people that are sitting in our sessions owned their own business, that's exactly what they'd want from the people that work for them. Just They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be you know, geniuses at everything they do. But man, just like you said, all the things that they agree to in the interview actually follow up and do that because, because they, all, they do agree to all the things in the interview. I'll be there at 7 o'clock and I'll wear my safety equipment and... Right, and so that that's where it gets into a problem, and I, I I think it's encouraging again our kids' age, Jay, that 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 the bar is low to some extent. I mean, it's not it's not I don't like that it's there necessarily, but man, if you want to have a long career to, and 
be valued and have an interesting, challenging work, that if that's all you have to do, the things you just said, that's pretty encouraging for people coming into the workforce. And like you said, those of you that have been to our sessions know we don't pick on young folks. That's not our approach because I had plenty of 60-year-old people at Caterpillar that were not the best workers. So we, we've got to get out of that kind of stereotype too that the young ones are the ones that are lazy and entitled and all that because I've seen it at all ages. But um, well, with that, uh, last last statement I would say, I guess, again, is that your companies get it. I've been around it. Um, from a if from the ownership side, because you guys, again, it's been four generations in many cases. We've got companies that are maybe five years, ten years. And the owners, of course, are doing lots of different things. They're very busy. They might work 80 hours a week. Uh, I mentioned, you, we both mentioned your culture meetings where the owners come to all those. But if you were an owner of a small company, even a you know landscaping company or a, a small engineering firm or something like that, what, what advice, what have you seen from your owners that you would tell a young owner today? Like, as you're starting off with your own company, make sure that you focus on a couple things. What what stands out with your owners that is unique? Well, that's maybe the easiest question you've asked yes. today, but it's uh, just connect. Connect with your leaders, connect with your team. Don't, um, don't let the team not have an easy, quick to understand identity for the ownership. You know, our, our owners work very hard to connect with the team. It's all about connection. It's all about, um, it's all about knowing that these are, these are people and none of us are perfect, but all of us are important. All of us matter. Um, and you know, to, to be able to support each location, we've mentioned the culture meetings, the culture meetings are hard. They're hard to put together. They're hard to, um, they're hard for our owners to make. You know, particularly when you've got you know several in a period of time, and we're going to have two for every location. These are in effect all employee meetings. Right? All employee meetings. We call them culture meetings. Um, we do various things there. We talk about good catches. We do wellness. We do lots of things. We talk about safety, of course, and we have what I like to refer to as an impact talk. We usually have somebody come in and talk about culture or, or whatever, and um, and you've been involved in all of those meetings uh, many times. Uh, but those, those are very hard to, you can think of hundreds and hundreds of reasons not to have them. And, and cost would be number one, and time would be number two. But the, connect, the connection that you get, um, building a foundation, being able, to, being able for everybody to look around and assimilate the same um, goals, the same... Um, the same trajectory, the same tr strategy, talk about where we all are. We know that, that things are going on out there, but, you know, the company's solid. We're working hard. We've got a lot to do. We appreciate you. We're going to talk about increases. We're going to talk about um, benefits. We're going to talk about, and this is where we are. And for the owners to back all that up and be in the room is, for all the difficulty that it is to put it together, I don't think you can put a value on what it means. Everybody's in the room. I like to talk about it from the standpoint of, you know, if you're, if you, first of all, 
you need to be there, you know, because we could have somebody off and it's optional and they couldn't really get there. But make an effort to be there if you're a team member and understand that everybody's in the room. You know, your leader's in the room, his boss is in the room, the owner's in the room. I mean, if you can't get an answer to a question here, pretty much you just got to pray about it. I mean, there's just not much left to try to figure out. Um, and so it's just, it's special. It's special. Not not everybody does it, and it's not easy. But um, if you'll take the time, people people notice when when you go out of your way to make something like that happen it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be fancy you know but if you're just taking the time to connect um and get everybody together and just listen and you know it really gives you an opportunity to check as an owner and as a leader to just check everybody's temperature you can feel the room and you can know when you're in a room that there's it everything is really going well here and you can know when you're in a room where it just doesn't feel right. It is, and I've been there, of course. And I, not only do the are the owners there, but they're not just kind of milling about in the back of the room and then give a presentation and get in a car and leave. They're chatting with everybody on the breaks, and I hear your folks say they're not in the hall on their phone. They're not on their phones, uh-huh. and and your folks have said, oh, I can't, I can't believe he remembered that I I like to fish or that I have a dog named so and so. I mean, there's that kind of connection where, and you have lots of employees, but they're. There is generally a personal connection. They know something about the employee, which is pretty impressive. Too. And I'm going to tell you, they, they really, um, you know, that's very intentional on their part. They don't, they're not looking for something that somebody did wrong and did the PA not work and did the, you know, did you misspell something on a slide? They're not really looking, not that they don't notice those things, but they their goal and their reason to be there is to thank the team. And there's a lot of that that goes on. Thank them for being safe. Thank them for an incredible year. Thank them for their commitment. We know it's not easy. Just fill in the blank why it's not. And we appreciate you. That's a, that's their reason. And then they connect with people. And, and, and that it's not they're not there to facilitate the meeting. Matter of fact, most of the time, they're just like, what time and where do I need to be? And, and uh, by the way, we need to be sure that we talk about these things safety-related and let me see the good catch results before we get there. And, and other than that, it's uh, it's just a celebration, and they're there to thank the team. It's uh, it's different. It's it's not um, – and the other thing, too, a lot of – many times when you have a company and you have a CEO or you have a president or you have a leader who, you know, they will come in and make a – entrance and a presence and they will do their part and they'll thank everybody and they'll leave and you don't see them again i think what you said about you know they're at breaks they're eating the food they're visiting with the team it it you know and they're not wearing i mean they're wearing jeans and and they look like they're approachable um and they are you know they're just they're just another person in the room. And that changes, I think, for the team, from the team standpoint. First of all, it's not um, – it's easy for our owners to be approachable. It's easy for our owners to be accessible. It's easy for our owners to connect. It's not a stretch. It's pretty easy. And, um, and the team, um, that's not lost on them. We think, well, that's just, you know, that's not very important. Well, it is. And, and I don't know – what it um i don't know what credibility i don't know how it builds trust there's no i don't have a formula i don't know i just know that it, it, it works. works 
it works. Well, and we talk in our sessions, we, we spend a fair amount of time on being an approachable and an accessible leader, which you don't have to have a PhD in leadership to figure that out. And people notice it. And like you said, you can't, you can't put a dollar amount on it probably, but it, it, it just it, it circles back to the thing you started with, with trust. And now I trust that these people are real human beings. They're not these owners that I see for 10 minutes and don't see the rest of the year. So, well, with that, um, Jay and I have had long, long conversations in vehicles as we've driven to different events. And so we could probably go on for eight hours easily. But it's, uh, again, an honor to have you here. And we're, on behalf of our team, we're thrilled uh, and always honored that we've been <clears throat> with you the last 10 plus years. You're one of our kind of flagship clients, and we don't take that lightly. So thanks for letting us be a part of your journey as well. Thanks very much. Well, thank you for that, John. Very kind words. And, uh, you know, uh, you and your team have been... Uh, have provided uh, have been a very safe resource over the years and we appreciate that thanks for listening today if you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for your future episode you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms